Cool. Okay. That'll I'm do. Gonna, I'm going to clap too. <laughs> cool. That's very good. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Yeah, that was good. Dress. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is a, a, a uniform. Father. And son. <laughs> you wanna just get right into it? Yeah. Sure. Um so Today, we are going to talk about my grandfather, yeah. Anthony's father. <laughs> Anthony's father. Who I never met, well. and I don't really know anything about. <laughs> I hear you. I think I almost I'm. Not even certain his name, but I'm pretty sure it's Pete. Well, that was it. That was his nickname. Okay, we can uh, start everybody, with that. <laughs> yeah, everybody I knew, uh, whoever even referred to him, uh, said Pete. And uh, even I called him Pete. <laughs> Rather than dad? Rather than dad or daddy or, you know. Um, oh, wow, okay. Probably because that's what everybody called him. That's who he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're like, yeah, this is. It's Pete, yeah. It's so, Pete. I mean, and, and it's still, I mean, it seems odd now, but then it made perfect sense, and he didn't mind, so fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let's see. Pete, so what was his actual... His, his actual name was John Peyton Porter. John Peyton? John Peyton Porter. Okay. Uh, and... Cool. So those last two you share. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... I don't know a lot about him. Mm -hmm. uh, I know pretty much nothing about his early life. Uh, he never talked about himself, and was he was very quiet. Uh, and I've I've been accused of <laughs> that <laughs> that tendency. <laughs> As have I. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, uh, and I did find, I did learn when I had some genealogy done, I don't know, 10 years ago maybe, mm. uh, I got a, some info about his father and I guess grandfather, 
Um, it's called his father. You know, his father's name was Spencer. Spencer Porter. Spencer Porter. Spencer Porter. Um, as far as I can tell, um, his grandfather's name was also Spencer. Uh, as as far as I can tell, they were um, they got that name from the plantation where they uh, had, I guess, were born, but certainly grew up. Uh huh. Uh, and <laughs> until, actually until I did that genealogy, I had always thought he were, had been born in 1900. Uh, actually, he was born in 1899. Uh, and originally, Peyton was spelled P-A-Y-T-O-N. I don't know when that changed, I, and I couldn't there wasn't enough documentation to verify much of anything. Mm -hmm. um, I know uh, at some point he was uh, boot black, shined shoes okay. uh, as a, a teenager or child. Yes. <clears throat> um, and back in the good old days. Back in the, yeah, <laughs> back, back in the good old days. <laughs> Where, yeah, when, when children were expected to work. <laughs> children could earn their keep. That's right. Uh, and had to if they were going to have a keep, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, this keep ain't keeping itself. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, you're going to have to do something. Uh, my my guess is he was on his own pretty early. Um, I don't I don't know if I have a firm date for the death of his parents. Um, but he he was born in Mobile. Mobile. Mobile, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, which is also where my mother was born. Although they didn't meet until they got to Chicago. Oh, they did the same thing as you and mom. Exactly, <laughs> right. Yeah. Had to get get away and then uh, and together. Uh -huh. um, he was, um, he had been a tailor, mm. probably a you know tailor's assistant or an apprentice or something like that. Mm. But uh, he was extremely good at that craft, <laughs> and. Interesting, and you know, and always in adjusted and uh, my clothes. Yeah, and it's interesting. Just side note, I was that's that's been a interest of mine as well. Really, and um, I was thinking about that this morning about oh. that little side fascination and I've adjusted a handful of my own clothes and uh -huh. found myself really enjoying it and it's an interesting it's thing to do you know I've done a little thing to fact, connect to him yes too. right yeah um, in fact I, I was just recently within the last couple of days trying to remember what happened to your uh, mother's sewing machine <laughs> I have it. Do you have it? <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> well, good. I'm, I'm glad it's in the family. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. When when that interest was kind of blossomed into an action, I went and asked you one day. 
Okay. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, good. That's good. Yeah, I've still got it. I've still got it, and I've done yeah a handful of alterations and oh, okay adjustments and yeah. Well, I, I let's let's set up a little session or something because I've got a pair of pants that need fixing that okay. are you know old and cheap and but I like them. Yeah, you know, there's something. Uh, yeah, there is something kind of sweet about being able to adjust a piece of clothing or fix it. Yes. And I think especially almost more than ever because the option to like just like three taps have something brand new. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tomorrow. Tomorrow <laughs> is always yeah. Yeah. just a half a thought away. <laughs> and, right. But exactly. to like maintain a piece of clothing is even more. Right. right. No, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's fun. We should do that. Um, so, uh, he had had been a tailor, like, and his twenties, maybe twenties, thirties, maybe, yeah. maybe. Uh, but not when. Not not when I knew him. No. Not in fatherhood. When I, uh, you know, by the time I was born. Well, actually, when he was born, when I was born, I don't know what he was doing. But by the time I was aware of anything, he was uh, red cap. Uh, red cap. Slipping, yeah. Um, I don't know, what do they call them now? They pro I don't know if they even exist now. But he, uh, red caps worked in the railroad station, in a passenger railroad station. <coughs> and just slept bags for the passengers. When you say slept, you mean? Hauled them. Uh. Carried bags for passengers uh -huh. and would, you know, put them on the train and, or take them off when the, when the uh, at arrivals. And my, one of my earliest uh, memories is of going to the station, he used to work at the uh, Chicago Northwestern Station in, in Chicago, and was going down there on Sunday afternoon. I don't know whether he was picking up a check or, you know, why. Mm -hmm. um, but he would, uh, he would take me to a bar. I don't know if it was in the station or, you know, nearby, it's a little hard to say and uh, introduce me to these, you know, guys he knew hmm. and, and buy me a Green River, which was a pop soda yeah. uh, that I think still exists, although I'm not, I'm not sure of that, but it was bright green. <laughs> God only knows how it got like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and I'm sure that his association with railroads, uh, you know, is part of the reason that I grew up with an affinity for railroads, and you know, was a model railroader for years, and oh, yeah. stuff like that. Rail fan. Um, about I the kind of vaguely remember that. You know, it could be. Yeah, I yeah. might have still had a few things. Yeah, in the old days. Um, how how old 
you might have said this, but how old were you in that scene? Uh, when he was a red cap? Yeah. And this would have been up to about take you to bed. 10 or so, I'd say 10. Yeah, not much after that. Yeah. Because also when I was little, <clears throat> because he worked for a railroad, I guess one of the arrangements uh, through various and sundry unions or something was that um, he got passes. Mm. And mm -hmm. so in the summer, probably my first four or five years, uh, up until I was about eight or so, my guess is, my mother and I would go down south to see her people in, uh, well, we'd go to Mobile, but she had a cousin who lived in Fairhope, which Fair was, Hope, a, was Alabama. Fairhope, Alabama, just outside Mobile. I'm sure it's a suburb at this point. Hot <laughs> water jug is yeah. uh, excited <laughs> um, about your story. <laughs> yeah, so we, and we could go, uh, we could do that um, because he worked for uh, the railroad. And of course, the trips were uh, fairly uneventful, and but a very big deal for a small. <laughs> for a little boy to go, yeah, to you know, go to, anywhere to go in much of anywhere, and especially on a train for it had to be a day and a half, easy. Yeah, um, yeah. And and that you said this was like a yearly. Yes, yearly and trip. I couldn't say you know how how uh, how many years. I would guess three or four at, at least. The last time was probably 54 or so, uh, so I, w I would have been eight. That's about right. Um, and this is irrelevant, but I've, I've got to get it out of my head. Yeah. At one point, I think it was the last, uh, last trip down there, for one reason or another, I got lost. <laughs> <laughs> and was I stumbled across a schoolhouse. I don't know if somebody took me inside or you know I knocked on the door. I'm not. I don't know how that happened, but um, I ended up in a class <laughs> of older children, and. Uh, I, and of course, I, you know, the, the older girls were just crazy about me because I was a new little boy, you know, from, uh, yeah. And, uh, and someone arranged, you know, for me to get back to uh, our cousins. In Alabama. In, in Alabama. And I'm sure it was, you know, it, was, it might have been a quarter mile, half mile away. It couldn't have been far, you know, but it was too far for an eight-year-old to find to track with, his way with no yeah no navigation well, skills yeah what 
So were you just walking around, maybe? I guess. Just exploring and I, then find I yourself? Suppose. <laughs> right, I suppose. In, in a land I, of giggling older women. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, some sort of like Calypso's Island <laughs> situation. Yeah, it's it just, you know, not a bad thing to happen, you know. <laughs> so it could have been a lot worse. Um, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, totally. Yeah, and that's... Uh, well... Anyway, so that, that's funny. Um, my cousin, I'm not sure how, when she died. I remember, I was, your mother and I were married. That's really all I remember because I, I ended up talking to her niece niece by marriage or something, uh, uh, in my study. God only knows why. Anyway. In Minneapolis. In Minneapolis. Um, so it was in the 90s sometime. Um, so he worked for the, my father worked for the um, Chicago and Northwestern until the mid-50s. I couldn't say exactly what year, uh, when he got laid off, which it was just fired, you know. Um, but at that point, passenger trains were on the decline, hmm. and uh, people were just starting to fly. You know, there was a, just it just got to be a, a real option for ordinary folks. Hmm. Um, and he may have been out of work for a while, I'm not sure. I don't think it was very long. But then he got a job as a janitor for the Chicago Housing Authority. And uh, ended up working at a notorious <laughs> housing project on the near north side, Cabrini Green. Cabrini Green. Cabrini Green. Yeah, it was tough stuff. And um. it was really then was just beginning to get uh, really awful um, Damn. and getting, you know, getting its reputation. But it was always low end because it was a housing project, you mm -hmm. know, so nobody really had any money, but uh, in those days... But it was on a decline. Yes. Um, but in those days, uh, uh, you could live in the projects without being a criminal. You know, the, so that there was a lot of poverty, but there wasn't necessarily a lot of crime the way it turned out. Oh. With Caprini Green and Robert Taylor and, you know, oh. uh, all that. And then he worked um, for the Housing Authority until about the middle, mid-60s. I think, I think he retired in 64 because his, pretty much his lungs gave out. Hmm. Um, Is it smoker? Yes. Camels. Pell-mell. <laughs> uh, and... Seems like almost it sounds like everyone in those times was a smoker. Everybody would. Pretty much was it. I mean, my mother never smoked. Like, I don't think her, huh. her, her sister didn't. But uh, every man I knew smoked. Yeah. All my uncles, everybody, it's everybody you, in the neighborhood. What you do? It's what you do. And at this point, I'm sure that 
uh, he's the reason that my lungs have never been worth a damn. Because <laughs> I grew up with camels, you know. Hmm. Uh, you grew up smoking camels? No. Or no, just, but yeah. I grew up in camel smoke. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and so I've always had asthma and bronchitis and, oh, you know, I was a very sickly child. I have, I had my first um, bout with uh, pneumonia when I was 20 months old. Um, I hear I was in an oxygen tent. Uh, and I'm sure that's why. <laughs> because I grew up in a, in a smoker's household. Uh -huh. and, uh -huh. But nobody knew. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No one knew. Right. Uh, and in another, you know, 20 years or something, we'll be talking about all the stuff, the horrible things we were doing, you know, in the now uh, uh -huh. that nobody's really aware of. Uh huh. Uh, or, yeah, very few people are aware of anyway. So he, so he retired. Yeah, and it's, it, it is interesting because it's taken us such common knowledge right. now that that's not good. <laughs> no, not good. Uh, so it's kind of, it's a side note, and I want you to keep going, but it's like I'm kind of amazed in this moment how you've endured I'm a little amazed myself. <laughs> to I'm tell just you the seeing. Truth. I'm seeing a bit of the yeah, the kind of <laughs> you have an endurance and and yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I think um, a will to live. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <clears throat> and um, when I went to high school, for instance. Um, we had, at some point, we had to do some uh, physical examination, or, or you know, you had to turn in the results of this exam or something. And my doctor said the only sport I could do was bowling. Goddamn! It's <laughs> a goddamn combination. <laughs> so, of course, I ignored that. But I mean, I, I didn't. I never did any sports in high school. Um, Mostly, mostly because I didn't have the wind. You know that wasn't going. That wasn't going to happen. I could possibly have done football, uh, but I went to a high school that was brand new. It had been open one semester when I started, uh, and they didn't have any teams. There was a basketball team and a track team by the time I graduated, uh, but the football team was still nascent and uh, it was too late for all that. Yeah. Um, yeah, in, in grammar school I always got good grades and stuff but I never got perfect attendance because I was always sick hmm. at some point, you know. I was going to miss some, a couple of weeks inevitably. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I've, I mean I think one thing that helped uh, was when I discovered cycling in the yeah. late 70s, I guess. Yeah. I'd been riding a bike, you know, here and there along the lakefront 
recreationally, but when I started working as a bike mechanic, or apprenticing as a, as a mechanic, uh, I began, you know, I got interested and uh, began to alter my bike. Uh, this is before I built that one. And uh, I started riding seriously, deliberately. And I'm sure that helped because I, uh, mm -hmm. everything about my um, physicality improved. Mm. Uh, and mm -hmm. I, I know it's low enough aerobic intensity that you could sustain it. Right. And you yeah. could be working that zone two. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Zone and I, you could, I could increase it, I could control it, you know, depending mm -hmm. on just by, on, by how fast I wanted to go. Uh -huh. um, so, I'm, uh, so that was probably like the first time that you were able to really be physical. The first time I could do anything, you know, really seriously, physically hard. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what, how, how old were you? Yeah, I can, I can, I can imagine. This was uh, life changing. Early thirties, late thirties. Uh, yeah, mid thirties. By the time, I mean, the, the my first century must have been about. I was probably thirty-five or thirty-six. That's a race. Thirty-seven century. Uh, just a, it, it could be a race. It's just a hundred miles one a ride, but they were um, uh, an organized, when I say a century, I mean an organized ride. Yeah. <clears throat> with a, you know, a bunch of people. Usually you could do less than that uh, and, you know, sign up for 25 or 50 or whatever you thought, you know, made sense. Um, but that, that, that period, like, 70s, early 80s was uh, critical. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because for the first 30 years of your life, you were basically being told and experiencing that. <laughs> just sit down. There, yeah, just sit down. <laughs> this. Yeah. Um, and, and you just like, yeah, had, weren't, weren't able to have a relationship to physicality not not much um, and I I mean I you know did play ball you know basketball and softball and all that kind of stuff but uh, casually yeah in the street half the time yeah you know, yeah but not as like a yeah, but not, not in an organized way yeah and, and like the that element of like athleticism yeah, that's that's what came about with cycling. Right. So that would be a game changer. It was. Can, yeah. Uh, yeah. So <coughs> Pete retired in I think '64, uh, which would have you around like nineteen. So I was nineteen. Yeah. And. He had been a janitor for that whole time. Well, for the basically. previous 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. And I'm not even sure where we were living at that point. But 
um, that was the end of his working. Uh, and you know, he hung on another seven years. Uh, with no, I don't think, with, with virtually no, you know, medical attention or assistance or anything like that. Mm. Um, and you know, I spent most of his time sitting in the front window, as far as I remember. Huh. Uh, Reading or just some existing. Yeah, he did read though, and uh, well, neither neither of my parents was much of a reader. Um, my father did read the the paper and magazines, and definitely read more than my mother did. Hmm. Uh, the only book I remember him reading uh, was by a guy who is, is still one of my favorite authors. I haven't read of any, any of his stuff in years, a guy named Chester Himes, who uh, I think wrote mostly in the 40s and 50s. Um, but that was the only book I, was, I remember. Uh, and when, like, because at, at, uh, in my childhood home, we didn't, I don't think there was a bookcase. I don't, I don't remember one. The only, except the only bookcase uh, was the one that had my world book encyclopedia. <laughs> uh, and although neither of them was much of a reader and neither of them, you know, went past high school, uh, they just went straight into working. Yeah. And there's no evidence that my father finished high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even confirmed. Although, okay. that, although he always said he did. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they did get me uh, the World Book, 1952 World Book Encyclopedia. And, uh, and a set of the great books of the Western world, hmm. uh, whenever they came out in the very early 60s, I guess, which was just tremendous. Yeah. yeah. Great books of the Western world, what is that? It was a set of maybe literature? 25 or 30 books. There was some literature, there was, but uh, it was the Western canon more or less, from Plato and Aristotle and uh -huh. up through Kant and Spinoza and yeah. uh, Shakespeare and um, some more people I can't remember, probably maybe Yeats, I'm not sure. There was some literature and uh, some early science and, you know, a lot of philosophy and yeah. um, which I'm sure it changed my life, no question about it. I remember using uh -huh. that, that as a, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> using that as a basis for a term paper I wrote in high school, uh, kind of a survey of 
great Western philosophers. Yeah, that had to have changed your fucking life. Like, yeah. Changed the your view of what was even possible and what. Yes. <laughs> for yeah. you and. Right, and you can. There are a lot of different ways to think. You know. Yeah, like just the, I'm I'm thinking of this is a little aside because I do want to keep a bit of on track on this, but like that I see those kinds of sets in people's homes because I oh. I visit a lot of older around. people yeah. and I frequently see those kinds of sets and I'm like every time I'm like this is like fascinating <laughs> amazing and like I wish like I had this um, oh. I'm, I'm increasingly I have these like waves of wishing for um, <laughs> some basis of knowledge <laughs> Well, it's interesting. Uh, yeah, some, I guess, yeah. wishing for the thing that um, I would have gotten if I had I gone to college, had I gone down the more traditional path. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe not even then, because it's. It Hard sounds. To say. It sounds like it's. It's that's yeah. That's a turbulent place. It's well, not, yeah, it and, is now. <laughs> and you, you getting a clear. <laughs> clear basis of knowledge and is not guaranteed. No. Uh, but that's amazing and, and maybe I can see that yeah. I should find a way to respond to that. Maybe I should just maybe get myself a collection of you could do the that. great books <laughs> in the world and yeah. give, get myself that liberal arts degree that yeah, I just seem to be craving. Get your own, yeah. <coughs> in yeah. fact, I'm not sure when this happened. I guess it was when we left Minneapolis. But the, um, I'm pretty sure the great books were in the living room. Uh, they, were, uh, they were at least visible somewhere because uh, Jai asked me for them. Mm. Uh, and at some point, the uh, one of the Shakespeare volumes uh, had gone missing. I don't know what, <laughs> how that happened. Uh, and uh, but he he found one somewhere. Uh, and as far as I know, it's it's in his that set is in his living room now. Oh, cool. <laughs> Probably it, it continues on. Yeah. Good. Good. Well, the, everything in there is is as valid now <laughs> as it, you know as it, yeah. it ever was. Yes. That's, yeah. I'm, yeah, and I'm I'm glad they're still around. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. That <laughs> <laughs> was over sixty years ago. They, they've been around. Um. So. From. 64 when he retired until 71. Uh, and it was around there that you got that set. Um, Is that right? The set was earlier. That would have been, I'd say no later than 61, maybe. Okay. Because I, I used them for a, you were uh, in a term school. paper yeah. and uh, I, I left in 62. So it might have been 1960 even. I'm not sure when they, when they showed up. Um, 
so from uh, you know 64 to 71, he'd, I don't know what he did. I was working and going to school. You were away. You moved out. No, I lived there. Oh. Um, I didn't. I didn't actually leave home until I was 24. I guess. Me too. And <laughs> and I uh, because <clears throat> I was an, I was working and going to school, um, but I didn't have money for tuition and rent, you know. So um, and even in uh, in you know, this is 1970. Uh, when I rented an apartment, it was really for my girlfriend, who was, you know, had, was conflicting with her mother. They were going through that mother-daughter phase. Mm -hmm. uh, Where one might eat or kill the other. <laughs> yes, one or the other, yeah. Somebody's got to go, though. Um, and so I rented a, an apartment just outside the neighborhood um, for her. Hmm. And... Uh, so I spent a lot of time there, but you know my stuff was still at home. Uh, but there was, so there was this period of time, though, that you weren't aware of him. You guys weren't. No, I mean you know we were. I we saw each other, ate together sometimes, um, but uh, I was hardly ever there. Mm. I was either, you know, working or working at school, school or, or with a girlfriend. running the streets, yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah, right. When this was, you know, early 20s. Um, so I was, I was doing my job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, well, in, then in 71, early 71, I actually moved out. Uh, rented another apartment, um, but this was preparatory to getting married. <clears throat> um, so 71, uh, I moved out in the spring, March or April, I'd say, and then in June, on Saturday, June, well, June 5th, I got married on Saturday, and then Monday I graduated from Roosevelt. Um, and then in December, my father died. And he had, well, what actually, year? What year? Say that this year. is 71. Um, he had been sick that earlier in the fall, uh, September or something. Uh, and spent some time in the hospital, and which I think was the first time he had been in that I knew about. Um, so he was he was in the hospital for a while, and then came uh, was home for a while, and then went back in in December, mid December, I guess. Uh, yeah, and and then died on the. December 22nd, 71. Um, and the last time I saw him, he, he wasn't really conscious. 
Mm. Uh, you know, we we held hands, but uh, mm. it might have just been me holding. It's uh, mm. so mm -hmm. hard to say mm -hmm. at this point. Um, at home, I mean, you know, when I was a child, uh, although I, I was confident, I suppose, if I ever thought about it, that both my parents uh, cared for me, loved me, um, I, my, my mother was fearful, I'd say, and um, just generally, just generally, yeah. And you know, God knows what her early life was like, being born in 1909 in Mobile, Alabama. You know, and I'm sure it was fraught with all kinds of things I can't things imagine. Things to be afraid of. Yeah, a lot of things to be afraid of. Mm -hmm. um, and then having a child, yeah, a, a year, yeah, especially for mothers, all that. yeah, it's yeah. a whole nother right. takes it to <coughs> another deep level, level of <laughs> exactly. possible anxiety. Yeah, um, and um, I, I've, all, I've, I mean, this is not something I. I don't think I ever thought about it as a child, um, but in you know closing in on whatever is coming up, <laughs> I've you know, done a lot of reflection, which I guess is fairly common. And thinking about you know how our influences and what what was actually going on and what I thought was was happening, mm -hmm. and. Um, uh, at this point, I think he uh, he was kind of a second-class citizen at home, and what does that mean? Well, I mean, I, I think my mother cared for him. I think she loved him, but she didn't respect him, mm. and mm. he was also uh, a heavy drinker. Mm. For most of his life, I don't. I mean, he he stopped drinking, you know, the last several years. But uh, I'm sure the booze didn't help any. Uh, didn't help his physical condition. Smoking and drinking. At all. Smoking and drinking the whole. All time. day. Probably a little bit, at least, like a yeah. a drip. I wouldn't. <laughs> I remember. Um, all day, every day. I remember finding gin bottles in the coal bin in the in the you know because we had a coal stove, and uh, the coal man would come by once a year, and there was a window in the back, <clears throat> and this is uh, some unnecessary nostalgia, I guess, but uh, yeah. the coal man would come and dump. You know, I don't know, a ton, two tons, whatever you had ordered. The year's worth of coal. On the street, yep. On the street and leave, leave a guy, his helper, who would then uh, wheelbarrow by wheelbarrow, take it through to the backyard around and dump it in a window 
that emptied into the coal bin in the basement, uh, and you, which was next to the stove. So you would shovel the coal into the stove, and you know you'd have to bank the fire and all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> but I <laughs> once the uh, by the comment. end of the you know, by the end of the winter, uh, there wasn't much coal there. You know, and I, yeah. I remember seeing finding gin bottles in the in the coal bin, and you know, behind stuff on a shit. Uh, uh, in the bin. Yeah. Because he knew my mother didn't wasn't going to go in the coal bin because she didn't oh, she I didn't see, do I the see. fires. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was that was a safe place. <laughs> um, and yeah, because that that was man's work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or you know, if there was a man around, that was his job. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so man, you were just side. You were shoveling coal too, then. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I yeah, when we, when I was very small. Uh, my, I remember my grandfather doing it because when, when I was until I was about four, I think, it was my mother and father and my, my mother's mother and father and I all in this same house. And uh, I remember <laughs> being in the basement with my grandfather when he was maybe lighting the pilot that, that could be, you know, for the uh, water heater or something. Um, and I think that's why I have hardly any eyebrows now, <laughs> because I got singed. too close. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember that incident, but you know that I just remember it happening. Uh, <laughs> so I was I was marked then. Um, yeah. So although I had I didn't see much of my father. Uh, and we, we hardly ever, you know, had heart-to-heart -heart talks. Um, he didn't talk much. Not, he didn't talk much. I didn't talk much. Uh, but for several years, um, probably until, you know, I got well into my, well, maybe just into my teens. On most Saturdays, when the weather was decent uh, and he was off, we would go fishing. Hmm. And which is why I took you and drug you and Joe fishing over in Worth Park that time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then that was kind of an homage to, to our, my, my time with my old man. Uh, and we would go fishing out, usually in the forest preserves, not very far. Uh, and when you were when I ten. was uh, yeah say s seven to thirteen something like that hmm. like every week frequently yeah it, I, every, every week, week is, is unlikely but you know a couple times a month anyway. pretty regular yeah, yeah yeah and that was some of our best time together yeah uh, yeah and 
the, mostly, I think, so we could be together without my mother being there, without another influence. I suspect that's really critical. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, On both sides. Sure. Yeah. And so, and those are some of my, you know, fondest memories. Yeah. <clears throat> of uh, our being able to, you know, to be together, talk as much as we wanted to. Uh, you guys would talk. Yeah, not much. Yeah. Um, but would you like be? Would you were you keeping him updated on like school oh, and life, life and things like that? Was he was that a part of the conversations? Some, uh, not much. I think. Mo I mean, I, I the way I think of it now is that most of our communion was nonverbal and just you know being in each other's presence. Um, and enjoying it hmm. Um, hmm. was, the, I mean, the main thing for me, anyway. Hmm. Uh, and I suspect for him too, but I, I can't verify that. Um, so, and. So in 71, I've got to, got to say this. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, in 71, I'm not, I don't know what day this was, and I don't know why I would have been at home, but, um, oh, I think maybe it was just that my, my wife at the time um, started very early. She was a clerk in an emergency room, <clears throat> and um, she had gone to work. You were I, like 26? I was 26. I had just turned 26. Uh, and my mother called and said that, uh, well, actually she said Pete passed. Uh, and I, I don't... I mean, it, that was probably the first time I cried in God knows how long, you know, at, at 26. Mm. There wasn't, wasn't, wasn't anything to cry about. Mm. Uh, and uh, so I called Jennifer and she, you know, came home and uh, we got through the next, you know, week and a half or however long it took to, uh, for the wake and funeral and all that. Um, and I remember I was working at OSCO, God, what, a, what an awful job, uh, but uh, there was no compassionate leave or anything like that in those days. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, but I was at work and 
Another, one of the other young guys, you know, clerk, or I guess he was, um, said, uh, whom I hardly knew because I had only been there a few months, you know. Uh, um, actually, it was it had it must have been about a month, six weeks or something. But he said, um, maybe jokingly, probably, you look like you lost your best friend. <laughs> uh, and I said, I, I think I did. You know, I hadn't, hadn't really thought about it like that, but uh, he had, because my mother had been a force to reckon with. And at home, he was fairly passive. He just, you know, let it go. I don't know. Uh, you, he more opted for maintaining the peace of the state yes. than asserting the rules of the state necessarily. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and and I was rarely there. I mean, that, that's the most important thing. I was just passing through once, uh, yeah. passing through for the most part. Uh, and I remember at one point, and, and this was pretty late in well, his life anyway, I think I was still, yeah, I was still living there. So this might have been 1970 maybe. Uh, I don't know what she was angry about. Uh, could have been most anything. And uh, he was sitting at the kitchen table and she just smacked him inside the head. Just, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I had been in the conversation. I just knew she was, you know, pissed off about something, but that was not unusual. Uh, that she hit him. Uh, no, that she was upset was that not unusual. That was the first time I saw anybody, either of them, hit the other one. Oh, okay. Because it, it wasn't that kind of, you know, family. Mm -hmm. But uh, and that was, you know, one of the first times, uh, maybe not first, but one of the few times uh, I got bigger, <laughs> you know, and uh, I didn't actually threaten her, but I let her know that that wasn't, you can't do that. Uh, yeah. This is, this is involving more than you know, and stop. Yeah. Uh, and she, I, I she was shocked, understandably, I guess. Uh, yeah, she'd probably and, never... Yeah. been in contact with the, <laughs> the protector in you. Right, right. It had, as, as maybe you hadn't either. <laughs> no, probably not. And someone new yeah. entered to, into the family in that moment. Yeah, right. And so things were, I guess things did change. But she stopped. Yeah. And uh, that's all I know. I mean, you know, this is just a a memory that uh, yeah. that stuck with me. Yeah, I can. I'm sure.
Uh, I can imagine. Yeah. So. Because it seems like you really, yeah, you had a love for your dad and, oh, a, yeah. and a friendship that maybe wasn't quite the same with your mom. No, um, it wasn't. And I, I loved her and uh, uh, yeah. I did what I could for her and, you know, when she couldn't do for herself, she came to live with us and I, you know, I, yeah. I gave, it, gave her everything I could. Yeah, um, but there was, there was some walls, she had some walls. Yeah. Like there's still love and care, but like, sure. it seems like. Yeah, she, I mean, my take now is that she had a, you know, some inner anxiety uh, that I couldn't, I couldn't get to or yeah. do anything about. And, you know, it really had nothing to do with me, but yeah. being, if you're being, uh, if you're going to be around her, that's, is, it'll be noticeable. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just never know. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, I'd, I'd, so you had you had kind of you were kind of you had brought up this term second class citizen, and it seems like hmm. in relation to your dad, and it seems like by that. You mean he was, yeah, he was very much in, uh, he was like, for lack of a better word, subordinate in service to, he was yielding to the just needs of the family, needs of your mom, mm -hmm. and wasn't asserting really anything. He was just no. responding. Um, right. And I mean, he he was. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good service. He good term. I think he 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 seemed to me to be in service to the family. Yeah. And um, and maybe a little kind of a slave. A little in a, bit. In a way. But not. Um, not completely, but he wasn't the captain. He was not the captain. Uh, no, no. Yeah. No. Um, and I mean, in in some ways, um, maybe in you know, in some contexts, I was the captain. Uh, clearly, a bad idea, but. <coughs> I remember we always rented. We ne they never had a house. Mm. Uh, I remember they apparently got a, uh, a chance to buy a house. Uh, this, my mother had uh, lots of friends. Yeah. One of her friends who lived in the neighborhood um, had a had a nice house and a, a not so nice house next to it, and somehow they they got a, a chance to buy this not so nice house. Um, your parents or your mom? my parents? Yeah, okay. 
uh, I don't know when this would have been, mid, no, maybe early 60s, something like that. Um, or even earlier, actually, now that I think about it, because I was pretty young. Uh, and my mother <laughs> asked me what I thought. Of that house, or whether, yeah. what you should, what they should yeah, do. Yeah, do you think, you know, we, or would you like to, or something, I don't know. And uh, it was clearly a not so nice house, so I said no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, you know. The hell? <laughs> it's wooden, it's not even brick, you know. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't think I went into detail, but um, I mixed you? it. Well, I'm guessing about 12. <laughs> the kind of person you want to ask about real estate advice. That's <laughs> just, yeah, it's hilarious. But... Yeah, it's goofy. Um, well, I don't know. I, I, and clearly, in ways, it's goofy, but <laughs> I, I sense something. Um, Well, you know, just at a psychological level, like metaphorical level or something. Um, I've been thinking more about the sun and and, and Jesus and and um, we're all on brand in our Christian <laughs> exploration <laughs> and talking about Father. Yeah. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it's all the same. And the sun being like um yeah look upon the sun and you'll know the father like you'll know the reason why you'll know how that happened um, yeah and and the sun <laughs> being like metaphorically the point of the family like the mm -hmm. point of the triangle and mm -hmm. so if not literally a good idea all the time. I, I can understand <laughs> the spirit of it, and I think this, there's mm -hmm. an essence of it that is that is right, but it came out a little maybe mm. too literal mm -hmm. <laughs> with you <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Um. What time is it? I know you have. It's a little after eleven. Oh, okay. So we're, we're okay. Okay. Cool. Um, let's take a little pause, half time. Okay. And then come back around. Fine. Cool. So. So. Um, so we've got like maybe 20 minutes or so. Okay. Um, the last little run. I would like to, if it's okay, um, have this section of the podcast. Um, <laughs> be more slanted and interview based or I'm okay if you allow me to just indulge my curiosity and <laughs> psychological analysis okay. <laughs> cool yeah. and I kind of feel like yeah I mean there's a whole lot of 
really interesting stuff for me, but I wanna, um, yeah, go go that kind of route. Um, and and thank you for indulging me. <laughs> sure. My, uh, yeah, my yeah. my curiosity and for yeah sharing those stories. So you're more than welcome. I thought it was good for you. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, it's good. I mean, it, all that's is, is stuff you should probably know. <laughs> it, it might be useful, it might not, but yeah, it is. Uh, it is. Um, it's okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, okay, so where do I want to begin here? Um, yeah, so I'm getting the picture and like essence of him that I'm getting is, yeah, he's a, he said he was a quiet man. Yes. He was very much in service, in response mm-hmm. to, and, um, and something that stood out in that, those memories you shared of you guys going fishing and how a lot of your time together was just enjoyed silently just being each other's presence mm-hmm. and that's like how you guys communed in, in, mm-hmm. in a lot of the way and um, and I think I'm just generally and I'm thinking out loud a bit here about how where I want to like where my slant is but I'm just yeah I'm I'm curious about like well in that in that element of his quietness um, t- so he gave did he give you those books those great western books or was that like a joint parent yeah, it was yeah, thing? joint as far as I could tell yeah um, that's just really interesting to me. I'm not sure I have anything really to talk about there, but it's just really interesting to me in terms of, um, well, I see that as like, that was them, that was this like really important, uh, gift of the spirit of the father to you the spirit and and i'm thinking in terms of uh yeah psychologically the spirit of western culture of western thought of of positive guidance like that he wasn't as much doing he wasn't representing really. Mm-hmm. He wasn't representing that spirit exactly. He was representing parts of the father. Right. 
but them giving you that those books was that kind of act right of, of um Yeah, and putting yeah, putting forth a structure right. that wasn't just just in response, but like a offering of this really positive direction, mm -hmm. and that was just. And my yeah. guess <coughs> um, is that well, it's, I I would be surprised if the impetus for that purchase. Um, and I remember them making payments on it, you know, so it wasn't just an offhand kind of thing. Um, but I'd be surprised if that, uh, uh, if that uh, didn't come, uh, come about because somebody persuaded them to do it. My guess is, you know, a door-to-door -door salesman, because there were a lot of people doing that in those days. Yeah selling any number of things from flower seeds to insurance to yeah. uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if the world book encyclopedia came about in Sicily the same way um, and just because as far as I know knew um, they know I don't I don't know of any contact they had with any kind of academic world and yeah because they hadn't read those books no <laughs> no you no. were the that's part of what struck me too is like this that was part of like the go forth and take the torch further right scene. exactly uh, it, it was they had whether they, they had, were con they were not conscious of that but i think no. a part it, of them but, yeah, yeah they, they had faith in uh, formal education. Mm -hmm. They had faith in, in the, the benefits of reading. Mm -hmm. uh, and they had you know, the faith in, in, in learning, just mm -hmm. generally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, they hadn't, you know, had, they hadn't uh, gotten had, to that. They hadn't, you didn't, didn't get a crack at that, but... Uh, they wanted me to have it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I'm, you know, forever grateful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, that they gave me something to, you know, feed my intellect. Because mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm sure that made all the difference. I mean, it was, it's not, uh, it's, you know, that's why I'm... <laughs> Part of who you are today. That's, that's why I'm like this. That's why I'm like this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and in the path you went down, and the right. degree you went and got, and all that. Yes. And right. Basically, a life of being a thinker. Oh, yeah, in, I think in a lot the, of ways, and <clears throat> certainly being a, a a thinker, and I'm sure that. That was all part of my developing into you know whatever this is, but this <laughs> yeah this, this, uh, <laughs> this current melange here, um, and in large part that's why I got a degree. I mean, it took me nine years <clears throat> um, 
I had you know a to lot of to get a, a bachelor's from from sixty two to seventy one. I didn't know that. I went because uh, uh, I was all. I mean the the first year I just went to school to to college and. But from then on, I was working and going to school. <coughs> uh, often just taking, you know, required stuff that, that folks said I should have. Right. And I knew I was going to need. Uh, but I had no real, certainly had no career focus. Yeah. Uh, or, and, or any real uh, fields I wanted to learn more about or, you know, anything I wanted to pursue in particular. And, then, and that's part of the reason it took so long. I took a lot of different courses and yeah. changed my major, you know, three or four times. So Just exploring. Exploring, you know, because I, I wanted to know more about, I wanted to know about more things. Yeah, need more data. More, more data. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I ended up with, uh, uh, I mean, I, I eventually got a degree because I was tired of being there. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of added up, you know, talking to a counselor, I guess, or somebody uh, realized that in addition to the kind of, you know, goofy marketing and accounting courses I took, just, you know, exploration. Yeah. Um, that almost every semester I had I had taken a psychology course because I wanted to know about me and people. That was really my interest. Mm -hmm. uh, although I don't I don't think I ever articulated it in or you know I thought about it seriously, but that was behind it. And so that was the degree I ended up with because I had the most courses. You know, so yeah. that was going to be the simplest way out. And the counselor just saw a theme, like, <laughs> right. all right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I want to try this. <laughs> so, um, so that's how it came about, you know, accidental as much as anything. Although, I think there was, there was some... There was a theme. An unspoken, yeah, unacknowledged uh, yeah. impetus there. Which is, that's what a counselor's supposed to do. <laughs> fine, <laughs> yeah, yeah, fine. Uh, Articulate it. Right, so, um, and it was, in some ways it was unfortunate because um, I hadn't, I didn't get good grades in college for the most part. Because uh, I wasn't, I, I was there uh, as an explorer. I wasn't really, you know, all that serious about anything. I was just trying to learn as much about as many different fields as I could manage. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, I, my my grades weren't really weren't good enough to get me into graduate school, uh, and a bachelor's in psychology would you know will get you a job at a gas station then. <laughs> so, so it didn't really amount to much, you know. Um, but uh, that was okay. It's fine, you know. It got me out, and that was that was the main thing. I f I think I've forgotten how this started now. Um, that I was. Oh, their gift of 
knowledge to me. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. And, yeah, just, they, and just noting the yeah how important that was. Yes, and 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 I was particularly seeing it through the lens of. Um, the father, the father spirit in the household, and mm-hmm. and how that took a it occupied a certain part and role function right. of the father spirit. That it sounds like your dad wasn't wasn't able to totally live out. Um, uh huh. And, and, uh, that's reasonable. Uh, one thing that occurs to me um, is that, uh, well, I, I always knew that they loved me. Yeah. Uh, in a pinch, I would go to my old man. Uh, like when I got my first uh, traffic ticket. Uh, I don't know that I even told my mother. Because she would just give me shit, and you know, uh, and be of no real help. Practically. Yeah. Uh, and if I was uh, if I was short of money, I would ask him. He didn't, you know, he didn't hardly had two nickels to rub together, but you know. <laughs> If I needed, you know, ten bucks, I could I could get it with no conversation, hmm. you know, with no <laughs> no harassment or. Mm-hmm. Um, did you, know, you ask him? Untoward. That makes. Did you ask him for help? Much. Not much. No. Just whenever you were. Just in a pinch. yeah. Now and then, if you know, in a in a pinch, I, I knew I could uh, count on him. And hmm. uh, I felt I could count on him in ways that I couldn't count on my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, at least not without, a, you know, without harassment <laughs> to it would go come, along it would with come, it. Yeah, like she would, she'd be there, but it would come at like a It would cost. be a cost. That's right. It would cost <laughs> me, yeah. Right. You have to pay for that assistance. <laughs> right. So is it... Do we need to do this? Um, and uh, so in, in some ways I felt um, like we were, uh, we were more allies uh, than you know, like my, my mother and I were. Mm-hmm. And she was, you know, she was a promoter and all that, but uh, yeah. uh, the, uh, the, the feeling was different, at least for me. Yeah, yeah, but the the those. So it's the almost books. like she was the. I'm thinking, just. Kind of archetypally here, <laughs> as usual. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just trying to become be more <laughs> self-conscious about that, um, or self-aware about it. That fact, how I think all the fucking time. Um, <laughs> She was kind of acting as the spirit of maybe judgment. Sure. In the household, you your did, you your father. On it. <laughs> whereas your father was more acting out the spirit of, to put it in those mercy. Yes. 
he was I, more the hand of mercy, she was more the hand of judgment. Uh, yes. Is that, that, that sounds right, yeah. I hadn't thought of, thought of it in, in those terms, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. That, that, that spirit was at play. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not that he... Uh, didn't... correct me, you know, as a child and, you know, mm. but... There was, yeah, okay. Um, he did have, he was involved in, like, discipline and... Sure. Uh, I, I was, I was a well-behaved child, though. It didn't come up very much, because uh, that was clearly, you know, not the easiest path <laughs> to take, you know, there were... Uh, um, but... Uh, you know, when it when it did, and you know something was off. Um, if I could just deal with him, I was I'd be way ahead of the game, and you know, whatever it, it is, it, it would is likely to be fixed um, more simply mm -hmm. uh, than than if and, my and mother were involved. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, I always felt I could count on him in ways I couldn't count on my mother, at least not without a lot of, uh, you know, ancillary uh, reaction and mm -hmm. uh, hysteria. You know? Yeah, yeah. Did um, did you ever go to your parents for like? I have this question, then I have another one after this. But did you ever go to, and your dad, uh, for like advice? And like, so he'd be there for like practical issues of mm -hmm. like being short on money or being in trouble or something. Mm -hmm. But did you ever go to him for advice or like counsel or talk to him about well I guess you said you didn't really have many heart to hearts um. I can't say uh, and I don't remember doing that uh, and you know it's not to say it didn't happen but I, it didn't happen much if it yeah. happened at all yeah, and no, like, uh, I, real I, striking examples at the moment. No. Uh, I, I mean, in, in retrospect, I was remarkably self-directed as a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was, I was you know, well-behaved and I got good grades, so I could pull it off. And there was no reason for anybody to yeah. oppose me, so... Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like me. Yeah, <laughs> a lot like you, yes, right. Uh, yeah, so no, no I, I don't think so. Yeah. What, um, so now I'm, I'm curious about, 
Yeah, so he was he was very much in response um, to you and the needs of the household and to your mom. He, it seems like one of the active things he was doing with you was these fishing excursions. Did he have, did he like impart lessons upon you? Did he? Not directly. Not directly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he would, uh, and this is this too is when I was young. I'd say you know preteen anyway. Um, sometimes he would take me with him to when he'd go visit one of his friends. Uh, mm. or, you know, t- two or three in in particular, and uh, so his his lessons were really all by example. Yeah, he would take you places. He would take me places, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so I could experience different environments, just other households. <clears throat> um, he took me to the racetrack fairly often. <laughs> if we weren't fishing, then sometimes we would we would be at uh, a racetrack. Uh, so I got to. I got to see him in different contexts, mm. and uh, I could see how he behaved and how people treated him, and uh, and of course none of this was formal or spoken or anything, you know. It's just yeah, a, but this is how um, a lot was being learned. Sure, you know, because yeah. I, I was observant, you know, I'm paying attention anyway. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, his his lessons were, uh, as far as I can tell, were all nonverbal, mm-hmm. uh, and I always felt like he had uh, a lot of faith in me. Mm. He had a lot of confidence in my ability to function, mm. to learn what I needed to learn, and do what needed doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He, wa- he wasn't anxious, you know, like my mother was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no matter how justified any of that was, that, that, uh, that was my perception. Yeah. Not, not, you know, directly then, but in retrospect, I can see how the way what he acted were, with you, how things that's, work. That's basically right. Yeah, yeah. Been able to deduce that. Yeah, which is yeah invaluable. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, not not always easy to articulate, but effective <laughs> and yeah, just the same. Yeah, yeah, and 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 real, like absolutely real. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, that's that's something I've told you. That's something I've realized over the years myself with you. Um, that was imparted. Um, was a basic confidence in my ability to deal, mm-hmm. and not necessarily advice on how to deal with it, <laughs> but, but a basic confidence yeah. in my ability to deal. And I can mm-hmm. see, um, 
I can imagine and I can see in certain people that I know who didn't have that kind of thing that makes mm. a fucking massive difference mm. if your if your father has that oh. if he's even there but and also if Didn't, if he yeah. has that level of confidence uh, I suppose it's kind yeah. of yeah because it all gets communicated oh sure regardless yeah whether you're thinking about it or not <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. And I can't say that that you know it was deliberate. That approach was deliberate on um, my part. There wasn't a, there wasn't a lot of forethought going on. Yeah, yeah, I know was, you were. I was you just, were. It was just this was gut going by your nose guts. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and <laughs> certain yeah trusting. Just the process of seeing things through, right? <laughs> and, right, and the grace that is revealed mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, yeah, and that if you're lucky, you'll perceive. Hmm. Yeah, that, that, yeah, you do have to pay attention. In fact, I saw a good quote. From, I don't, I can't get it right now though. Uh, from Mary Oliver, that was something like attention uh, leads to affection. Hmm. Well, that's further than I want to go this morning, <laughs> but that's the idea. So, uh, just, just pay attention. You'd be surprised what'll show up. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Seems like when I, I think of lines of like yeah attention is currency Mm -hmm. it's like the currency of life whether that's with people or yourself or anything like what you give attention to is becomes what affects you, and you affect it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's the basis of affect. <laughs> well, it's probably about right on the money. Right on the money. Yeah. Boy. Cool. <laughs> This was astounding. <laughs> thank, yeah, thank you. Uh, you're, you're welcome. Uh, yeah. Thanks that was for a real thank autobiography you here. I'm in the spirit of um, staccato and the five rhythms. And it's, we just had the staccato day this last month and mm-hmm. it become it has seems to be the <laughs> fat case where each day then becomes this initiation and then the month 
carries out in the spirit of it and and mm -hmm. that's <laughs> and a big part of staccato is um it's the realm of it's if flowing is the internal and motherly feminine domain staccato is the external fatherly okay. relationships uh explicit communication uh -huh. um, definitions um, and so this is where I am and, <laughs> and uh -huh. this is all very staccato <laughs> staccato activities okay. and you and yeah and I'm just as I'm in that I'm admiring and yeah honoring you for that autobiography and oh. defining giving voice to <laughs> giving voice to uh, you and your yeah the father spirit in you and yeah, and all the love and honor to John yes John Pete John <laughs> Pete Payton yeah yeah I don't know where the Pete came from. It's hard to say. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, because <laughs> his friends always called him Pete Porter. Pete, Pete Porter. Pete yeah. Peyton Porter. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. John. Yeah, John Peyton Porter. He was a good man. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds like it. Mm-hmm. He sounds like it. Yeah, I think he did. He did the best he could. My my current favorite song is uh, called "Don't Do It." It's an old, originally done by Marvin Gaye, uh, a really weak version, and then the band did it, and you know found the, the meat in mm. there, you know. And one of the lines is, uh, I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was doing the best I can. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's all that's necessary. Mm. Let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm Yeah, that's something that is important for me to remember and remind myself of. I've gotten kind of disconnected are just far detached over some years um, or a side effect of the way I've been living which is not mm. there's been many effects and many of them have been very very good mm -hmm. um, but there's been a side effect of a certain detachment from my own ideals and where they come from which is out of me 
and um, yeah, I can spend a lot. I've spent a lot of time. Um, just kind of crushed by my <laughs> or just the feeling ends up being a feeling of being crushed by my ideals but just mm. too far away from them mm. and f too far away from like where they you know how the ideal comes about which is just yeah doing the best you can yeah and and um Yeah, some I need to give more attention to. Yeah, well, that attitude. Most of us could give it more attention, I think, because it's. I think for a lot of us, anyway, it's it's easy to half step. You know, to not to give it your best, not to try as hard as you can. Yeah, because uh, there's, you know, I guess there's a bigger risk if it doesn't work. It's more obvious failure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, right. It's a little harder to Seeming. take, you know. But, um, uh, but see, I, I think we've got to do it anyway. It's risky. Yeah. Uh, and. But you know the the easy the easiest thing is is failure or mediocrity or something. Mm -hmm. That's you don't uh, have to try. That takes no effort at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just give it up. Shoot for it. Yeah, and I think just that basic, you know, it's it's almost cliche, and I, I can see, I can sense part of myself, and then and probably a lot of people in my age range that would like maybe even roll their eyes at that phrase of doing the best you can. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is good to see, but it's like it really is um, to be taken seriously. That notion of doing the best you can, not only in like the sense of like being more than mediocre, which is also <laughs> important, um, <laughs> but but in the sense of that being enough, like that oh. that assertion, I think. I can, I'm just sensing in myself, I don't really, I don't take seriously enough. Like I think through enough that, that doing my best is enough and whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, that takes a certain, that's where things like humility are useful because it <laughs> yeah. will help you relax into whatever, yeah. how that translates right however um, it shakes out yeah um, uh, 
Yeah. But that is that is that is, that is the game. That is the game. It's just giving what you do have. Right, whatever that is today, because it, you know, it might not be the same tomorrow, but that's, uh, that's okay. Yeah, and, and I think I've spent a lot of time, I don't need to spend too much time on this because you need to go, but like, I can just, yeah, I've, I've gotten into a trap of sensing what I could be, seeing that in other people, seeing what glimpses of that spirit in other people, mm -hmm. and then kind of implicitly, reactively getting into a place of trying to um, essentially be give what I don't have. Like seeing, seeing a glimpse of something that could be more is not me yet. Mm -hmm. And then trying to give that, mm -hmm. um, and just being disconnected from like just the personal. It's about giving what you do have, mm -hmm. giving what I do have, and that's all that's necessary. Mm. So is that a disconnect from reality? I would say so. <laughs> that's what it sounds like to me. I don't know. <laughs> Just checking, okay. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. <laughs> oh. Yeah, next episode. Mm -hmm. I think so. <laughs> um, themes of sacrifice. Uh, something I've been thinking about. And I've been I'm re rethinking mm. that word, my relationship to that word. And and mm. seeing that it's something I've been like, there's serious issues with it. it it's gotten commandeered, it's, but it's something that needs to be understood. Um, yeah. Not just like brushed no. aside. Um, there's a, it's Especially not, the, the sacred part of that, the first part of that. This, yeah, the, the sacra, yeah. 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 Yep, yep. And I think it, part of how I'm connecting to it is this spirit of, um, yeah, you don't, you don't kill something, <laughs> you give mm. of yourself. <laughs> right. And yeah. that, that becomes the, like, you are the sacrifice, um, but don't literally die. Um, no, because Jesus died for you, and, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so you don't have to. So just like give of yourself, <laughs> right? And what a relief! <laughs> and, and there's something very important and fundamentally valuable in that that I'm trying to unpack more mm. and sensing in my own life. Mm -hmm. but, Good. Cool. Okay. That'll I wanna, do. I want to clap too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. That's very good. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. Yeah, that was uh -huh. good.